Welcome to Shooting the SHT, your go-to podcast for real talk on real estate. Listen to these real estate experts battle it out over hot topics, share some laughs about life, and dive deep into the real estate biz. So whether you're buying, selling, or just here for the Rhode Island scoop, you're in the right place. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and JT. All right, welcome to the first episode of Shooting the SHT. Slocum Home Team. Brought to you by the Slocum Home Team. My name is Nick Slocum, and I am joined by one of my most favorite people in the entire world here. (laughs) John Tatro, thanks. Thanks for joining us today. So this is our first episode, which uh, is good news, John. You know why? Why is that? Because that means it's probably going to be our worst episode, and it's all downhill from here. Only up from here, hopefully. Awesome. So let's start with a little introduction, kind of give you guys some background on myself and on John, and kind of go from there. So sound like a plan there, JT? Sounds great. Let's go. Cool. All right. I guess I should probably start with me, right? It makes yeah. sense. You're the older one. So. All right. That is true. More handsome as well. Uh, in regards to my background, I am a local realtor here in Rhode Island, also licensed in insurance, a family business called uh, Slocum Real Estate and Slocum Insurance. We operate on the real estate side under the name the Slocum Home Team. Uh, I've been in the business since 2006. Coming up on 18 years. Here it's a long this time. Year. It is a long time. Getting up there, buddy. I certainly am. You're not far behind there either. Not quite as many grays yet, but you'll get there. Um, and um, so I got in right out of college. Actually, got licensed my junior year of college. Started full time immediately upon graduation from from college. Um, back then, you could actually, if you could fog a mirror, you could get a mortgage. So I actually bought my first house before I actually ever sold a house. Not sure how that was possible, but we it made it like work. Sounds like a great idea. We're gonna have to talk more about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely dive into that at some point, I'm sure. So I uh, got in, part of the original House Hackers. I'm not sure original, but, you know, started, uh, I know it's a big fad these days, but got in, rented out some rooms, had some friends in there, and uh, started my real estate journey. So uh, I was a solo agent for about 10 years, and then uh, myself and uh, yours truly across the table from me here, Mr. John, started the uh, Nick Slocum team back in 2016, uh, ran that successfully for about five years, and recently... Um, uh, transition that into the Slocum Home team uh, a little over a year ago. So, a bit about my background. That's uh, where I stand, and uh, that's all I got to say about that for now. Anyway, y'all done? I think so. Yeah. Right. Take it away. What do you got? Well, I'm noticing a trend here. Is you like to pick on me for copying you? There's a lot of things along the way over the last ten years or so where I feel like you make fun of me and eventually jump on board. Like what, John? Like Taylor Swift. Love Taylor Swift. Definitely saw the light on that one, that's for sure. Thanks to my daughters who uh, definitely turned me on to uh, uh, being a Swifty. Very exciting. And uh, yeah, I got to admit, uh, it recently came on the radio over the summer and it never came off the radio when they were in the car. And lo and behold, before I knew it, I was not turning it off in the car after they got out of the car at school and just continued to absolutely adore that uh, famous pop star there, Miss Taylor Swift. Now you're Swift. just belting her out. You have her sticker on your headset over there. I do, yes. Yeah, we Unbelievable Swift. Oh, yeah. You didn't want to start a team at first? Favorite Taylor Swift song, if we get into that? Blank Space. Blank Space. 100%. Wow. I'm kind of into a Sparks Fly mood lately, a little sappy, but it's kind of cool, I guess. You, know? but <laughs> you didn't want to start a team back in the day? I did not. No? I was a very... Uh, Let's say I was a bit of a control freak. I was not yeah. quite ready to give up anything and start the team. You were kind of like a little chihuahua, just like biting at my That's heels constantly. That's so how I roll. I don't give up. My little strawberry blonde sidekick. Uh, <laughs> just biting at my heels there for many years. Uh, you did convince me to start the team. Yeah. yeah. And most recently, you were picking on me for copying your white shoes. So I switched over and started wearing the Nikes, and now all of a sudden you're showing me a shopping cart filled with a bunch of Nikes you want to buy. Uh, I did buy a couple today, actually. Um, but I have to blame that also on my daughters, uh, who bought me a pair of Nikes for co- uh, for Christmas. And uh, who can upset their daughters? You know, regardless of what you think you claim by wearing Nikes because you're so original. Mm. Um, my daughters bought them for me, and I, I, again, saw the light. They're a lot cooler than I am, and I'm going to follow whatever suggestions they have. So I think you skipped over a key part about your introduction to real estate, John. Um, let's circle back to that because I know you had a long back-breaking career in construction Yes. before yes. you joined the team at the uh, old advanced age of, was it 21? 21. Or, okay. 21. Right. Just putting yeah. the timeline together oh, here yeah. for everybody at home. Wrinkly and gray. Yeah, I know you like to make fun of me for this. I but, do, actually. But yeah. It is true, yeah. Nick. I, I went to trade school. Okay. I learned in depth about 
construction, carpentry, electrical, plumbing. Okay. I interned with an electrician. I worked for a contractor doing everything from demo to framing to working with electrical and plumbing all the way to finished carpentry, kitchens, bathrooms, mm-hmm. moldings. Toughest summer and of your life? Or? Toughest, toughest summer and winter okay. of my <laughs> life, actually. Two summers, one winter. Um, but seriously, that was – it was – Heavy work. It was a tough winter. It was a winter where we had a ton of snow. I was shoveling roofs to to work on them um, outside in the negative degree weather. Shoveling roofs. That sounds dangerous. When putting the plywood up there, you'd have to lock in the tongue and groove. So you put a two by four down. You swing at it with a sledgehammer while you're standing on the sheet you're hitting. Okay. So uh, the bottom flipped up on one of those, and I snowboarded right off the roof on a sheet of plywood. Okay. Um, so is that the sore back that kind of made me say, I don't know if this is going to work out well when I'm in my 30s and 40s. And I'll tell you, if I was still doing it now, back would probably be a lot more sore. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, and let's talk about how we found you, John, because it's quite the story. It was in, uh, what was it called, uh, Missed Connections on Craigslist or something <laughs> along those lines. Uh, <laughs> so in all actuality, we did use Craigslist as a job board back in, what was it, 2010? 2011. 2011. Freshly married. I was a young buck back then. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, we found John on Craigslist. Uh, he answered that very strange and vague ad about uh, selling homes and uh, came in, and we haven't been able to shake him since. No. So, yeah. Keep trying to get rid of me, but it's not working. Cool. So, that's a little bit of an introduction. Um, do you want to dive deeper into starting the team, or are you being all over me to do that? Or yeah, when I, was a, when I was a chihuahua. You were that little chihuahua, yeah. You know, I guess some habits can't break them but uh yeah i would been in the business about five years at that point and was starting to grow but wanted more and more and more Mm -hmm. and saw this you know senior citizen kind of fella that was was 28 at the time yeah you were slowing down though you needed help there big guy but you were killing it you know business was soaring and i thought you know i think i can help him out maybe we could work together uh so kept throwing the team idea out there at you and you resisted for Quite some time, probably six months to a year, mm-hmm. before finally seeing the light and uh, making the move. Yes, and I do wish we did it many years before we actually did, because it was uh, an amazing evolution, I think, both uh, for you and I personally, uh, and also I b- truly believe for our clients, because uh, you know one thing that we did when we started the team, and I'm, I'm to this day still very proud of this fact, was that uh, we didn't just build it for numbers or you know a bunch of different people on their own island kind of selling real estate, doing their own thing. We really built it uh, based upon the structure and uh, providing our clients true experts in each area of the transaction, whether it be transaction coordination, marketing, Mm -hmm. photography, et cetera. We have people who specialize in those various uh, aspects of the transaction to help them have an even better experience. So I know that's been kind of our foundation uh, in building the team. And um, I wish we did it a long time ago. That's for sure. So yeah, I agree. I mean, we kind of designed different ways to really increase the service level when Mm -hmm. we started the team. How do we further make the client experience better? How do we market their homes better? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a slow and steady build for the team itself, but the whole time keeping the client's best interest and their greatest possible experience in mind. For sure. Love it. All right, cool. I'm sure we will certainly tell some stories uh, in the future about, sure. about the, both that and our prior experiences. But all right. So, John, we, we covered a bit about our backgrounds, what got us into the business, our experience in the business. Let's talk about today, 2024. What's going on in the life of JT? What is new? What's good? What do you got cooking? Everything's good, you know? Mm. You know I mean, you're sitting across the table from me. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, right? <laughs> uh, but things are good here, keeping busy, you know, teams growing, okay. seeing a bunch of young bucks come in here. Now I feel like the old guy. You are the old guy. And uh, not the oldest guy, but, uh, but we're getting up there. But watching the team grow, excited okay. to see all of them succeed. Yep. So things are good here. Excited for a big year in 2024. I think it's going to be you know, a fun, fast-moving market. We'll see some more transactions this year. We'll dive into this further, but I mean, does every realtor always think it's going to be a big year? I mean, is that just... No. Like, no? No. You don't, you've, you've entered a year and said this year's going to be awful i I try not to say awful there's opportunities i know you are a pessimist but i I like to think glass half full you know but uh no i don't think every year is gonna be a a huge year and i mean i don't foresee this being like 2020 and 2021 um but i think it'll certainly see more transactions than last year okay let's get out of the business for a second what makes john tick what (laughs) what do we got like tell me about your personal life you got 
Are you, uh, are you single? Are you married? I, I mean, are you, are you, uh, you like cats? Are you a cat person? I mean, I'm not a cat person. Uh, I am <laughs> married. A closet I'm cat person. Married to my lovely wife. Nothing wrong with cat people, by the way. I love cat people. Love cat people. Peace and love for the cat people. Uh, married to my lovely wife Jen for okay. five years now. You should know that you were there on the big day. I know, but I'm I'm speaking for our audience. I'm just trying to give them some context here. Uh, I have my border collie Cash. Cash, he's my best buddy. What made your name Cash? Well, I was weighing different names, um, and actually, you were like, "Hey, bozo." I don't like that name. You should name it something cool like Escrow. Escrow was a great dog. And man. and I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but I don't think anyone outside of real estate would get it. Uh, but did inspire me to think of some other names. So I went back and forth. Are you a Johnny Cash fan? Cash. Johnny Cash? Um, not really. Can you name three Johnny Cash songs? Okay. Uh, so. No, I can't name three Johnny Cash songs. And I know your favorite game is trying to make me guess who sings it but we're not going to go there right yeah so for everybody at home uh john has many strong suits uh one of them is definitely not pop culture no um it's not his forte um many years ago when we started the team we actually shared an office those were the days and um i am a fan of music and i used to play music quite a bit during the work day best singer in the basement best singer in the basement absolutely uh mixture of fergie and jesus as they say um but certainly you know when it comes to listening to music i often would say hey john who sings it and after many many years you got very frustrated by this because you never got it right um that's not true it is um, every blind squirrel finds a nut nick i would i would get it sometimes you actually yes you kind of know the beatles that's about it i do know the beatles what made you get into the beatles uh my dad's very into the beatles both my parents like the beatles okay best Um, beatle who's the best Beatles? and paul mccartney oh wow okay and uh but anyways you know talk about personal life so and my dad being a fan of music loving the beatles he has my son very into the Beatles. Okay. So Hudson will be watching TV, and he'll actually point and say, that's Paul McCartney. Nice. Uh, so he is very much so. What's his favorite Beatles song? Ooh, that's a tough one. He, I'm going to have to go with Hey Jude. Okay. Uh, he does also love Mull of Kintar. Oh, wow. Um, and there's Going many to the deep tracks songs. for that. Oh, yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He loves those bagpipes. Okay. Yeah. You seen awesome. the music video? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, bagpipes on the beach. He loves no. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and he's also a big. Was, tra- was that the new one they released? I don't. I haven't got into the is Mull of Qatar. I don't even know what that song is. Uh, it's a video on YouTube. You should check it out sometime if you you're as into music as you claim. I, I don't claim to be anything except more into it than <laughs> you are. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's move along here. Um, this is when you're supposed to ask me, John. Yeah, so what's going on? I didn't know cool. if we were done. Okay. What's going on with you? I've been, I've been getting accused of jumping around too fast, not talking about myself. What's going on with you? Uh, what's going on with me? It is uh, January 2024. Just celebrate the new year. Got over a, about, I don't know, 100-day cough or so. Um, I don't think it's gone. It was. It's not 100%, but it's getting better. Um, I was out to dinner with some friends last week, and I went to go. They went to take my order for the PC game for this nice dinner at this lovely restaurant. And as soon as the waiter waiter came over to me, started asking, started coughing. I could not stop. Very very embarrassing. Everyone in the restaurant, I'm sure, thought I was dying. Yeah, that's what you want yeah. to hear when you're eating, enjoying. Exactly. Yeah. So that wasn't my finest moment, but I am feeling a bit better uh, thanks to a little five day Z pack. Not sure exactly what I was suffering from, but it is uh, improving. We are turning the corner. I'm so better. yes, um, yeah. So 2024 is off to a hot start. Um, you know, just living the life of a uh, realtor uh, who is happily married at home <laughs> with two lovely girls who keep me on my toes. Uh, two children, eleven and six years old, and uh, yeah, it's just barrels of fun. And I feel very fortunate to be here. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I actually saw the first Masters commercial uh, last night. Mm-hmm. That got me going. For that. I'm a big golfer, so it's yeah. kind of my big hobby outside of real estate and family. Love to travel. Mm-hmm. Any we, big travel plans coming up? Uh, we're going to Florida for a conference soon, you and I, and might uh, gallivant around Walt's World uh, for a little bit. So we should. Yes. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, and um, other than that, uh, nothing else too too crazy. All so right. yeah. Speaking of golf, big Tiger news yesterday. Yeah, separated from Nike. Yeah. yeah. 24 years. years. Yeah, long time. Long time. You a big Nike guy? Yeah. All right, that hit a dead end. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> all right, Johnny Boy, JT, let's kick it off with, with some industry news here. Got some interesting stats um, 
First one actually came out yesterday. I have no idea when this will be released, so it may be like weeks ago by the time you listen to this. I hope not. Um, but yesterday, January 8th, Zillow came out with a report on their predictions for the 10 hottest real estate markets in 2024. And let's play a little game, John. Have you read this article yet? I didn't read the article, but I did hear... Uh, top market for 2024. Take a guess. Buffalo. Wow, you did read it then, huh? I didn't read the article. No way you picked Buffalo if you didn't read the article. I read my morning brew. Absolutely. Oh, you read morning brew. Okay. Cheating. Um, so uh, anyway, yes, Zillow did come out with this article, unveiled the top five. Do you happen to know where the Providence Metro market landed uh, on this study of the hottest markets of 2024? Seven. Are you sure it's top 10? I'm not. Okay. It's a close guess. Um, so we'll get right to the cut to the chase here. Uh, Providence came in as the number five market Ooh. of all metro markets um, for 2024. So let's pull up this report here, dive into it a bit, and get your thoughts there, Mr. John. Look so, at Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York, number one. Cincinnati, Ohio. Hooday, number two. Columbus, Ohio, um, number three. Indianapolis. Who wants to go to Indianapolis? Love you all in Indianapolis. Uh, Providence, Rhode Island, number five. Atlanta, Georgia, number six. Charlotte, North Carolina. Cleveland, Ohio. Orlando, Florida. And Tampa, Florida, rounding out the top ten. Look at Ohio. Three of the top ten. Three of the top ten in Ohio. What's going on in Ohio? I don't know. I don't know either. We'll have to pay to visit. Skyline Chili? I do like something like that. So. All right, cool. So let's uh, find exactly where. Now, John, before I tell you what they used in their study on how to come up with these top 10 hottest housing markets of 2024, what do you think makes Providence, Rhode Island, one of the most desirable and hottest real estate markets in the grand old United States of America? Um, I'm going to have to go with the fact that there are a number of jobs. It's a very densely populated area here in the small state. Um, and by Providence Metro, they're certainly thinking outside just Providence, probably most of Rhode Island. That is what a metro market is, yep. Yeah. So uh, so most of Rhode Island, where we have a good jobs market, great food. We're right by the coast, um, so I'm sure there's good shipping. Um, and it's also uh, right in between New York City and Boston. Okay. All great reasons. Uh, absolutely could not disagree with any of them. Uh, let's take a look here. So I found the spot. Zillow says... The hottest markets in 2024 was based on an analysis of forecast home value growth, recent housing market velocity, and projected changes in the labor market. You hit that one. Ding, ding, ding. Win a win a chicken dinner. Home construction activity in a number of homeowner households. So that's where they land. So Providence Round coming in hot. Uh, number five, uh, top five housing markets in the United States of America. That's awesome. Makes you proud? Proud to be here, right? Very proud. I love Rhode Island. Absolutely love it. All right, cool. So that is the first story. Any other final thoughts on that, John, before we move along? Do you get to Providence much? Uh, Occasionally. I was there uh, this past week, actually. I didn't think you left Warwick. I don't like to leave Warwick unless I have to. Uh, You know, in this case, I went up there with some very good friends, some great people. Uh, went out, had a nice, lovely dinner, caught a PC game. Unfortunately, Bryce Hopkins tore his ACL. It was not a great uh, day. At that, there was a loss to Seton Hall. But regardless, it was a lovely night with fine people. So well, Maybe you should stay away from those PC games. That's kind of what I was afraid of was that was my first and last invite from my good friend Matt. Um, so that's uh, something in the past now. So anyway, that covers that. Before we jump off the topic totally, in our home stretch newsletter last week, we actually shared a link to uh, another chart that talked about the Providence Warwick Metro market, where they actually claimed. Uh, now, this was from, let's see here, Freddie Mac House Price Index. Our good friend, not really, we'd like to be friends with him, but Lance Lambert, um, I believe his new company is called Resi Club. Apologies if that wasn't 100% correct. But anyway, he linked this in his newsletter, and we shared it in ours. The Freddie Mac House Price Index um, showed Providence Metro Market being in the top 20 out of 384 markets for year-over-year price gains. So let's jump into that and show what they indicated. They say our metro market saw an 11.9% year-over-year price gain. What do you, what do you, what, 
what caused a 12% year-over-year price gain in that marketplace, John? It's, it's all supply and demand, Nick. Uh, for years now, we've been seeing a lot of buyer demand okay. and just not enough homes for them to choose from. So when a home goes on the market, there's several buyers who are interested, mm-hmm. and many times they fight over it. It causes a bidding war, and okay. that drives the price up. And when you see that time and time again, prices have gone up fairly drastically over the last several years. They have. We'll definitely dive into that more in the upcoming market stats section. I know you're all on the edge of your seat for that. So let's um, let's look. They have Mansfield, Ohio as the number one year-over-year price gain. A lot of Ohio We're going on. What is story. going on? If you're listening and you live in Ohio, let us know what's in the water out in Ohio. <laughs> so need to know what's going on out there. Let's talk about Tay-Tay's Touch here, transforming cities into real estate hotspots, all right? Awesome. You ready? I'm ready. Did you read this article? I did not. Oh, why do I put this newsletter together if you're not going to read it every week? <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured you would tell me all about it today. I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to wait and hear it right from you. All right, all right. Let's talk about a swift impact here. The anti-hero chart topper. I got that one right the first time. I struggled with that in a video before. Yeah, not bad. You struggle with a lot of things in the video. I do. I'm not perfect. We all can't be John Tatro, that's for sure. So anyway, Architectural Digest recently put out a study that showed during the first leg of SWIFT's U.S. Errors Tour, local home prices jumped by an average of 2.1% following her concerts. How do you like them apples? It's bananas. (laughs) John, what's your favorite Taylor Swift era? I don't know. Don't you know you <laughs> calls himself a Swifty. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, so 2.1% outpacing the national average. For instance, Atlanta saw a significant 8.8% increase following her concert. It's wild. Absolutely insane. So, why does that happen? Researchers suggest it is due to the tour's economic impact attracting fans who might consider relocating. When you go away, John, what is, as a realtor, mm-hmm. what do you do? What do you think of? You love the place. You go to South Carolina. Where do you go? What is your favorite spot? Uh, I'm a big uh, Florida person. Okay. I like going to Disney. Okay. I should say Disney more so than Florida. Okay. This um, might not fly otherwise, this example that I was trying to lead you down the path of, but that's okay. I want to, what do you want me to say? When I travel to like, see a sporting event? I mean, I know when I travel. Uh, like I know one spot I often go with my family is like Hilton Head. Yeah. Or we were recently out in San Diego. Yeah. Love San you Diego. check out the real estate, don't you? I do. I go right to Zillow. I, I check out the real estate. I want to know what's going on. I want to say, oh, this is an amazing place. What if I just upended my entire life and moved to this location, what would it do? And apparently, that's what Swifties are doing too. They're going to these shows, they're pulling up these uh, these apps, yeah. and they're looking at local real estate, and they're actually making the moves. Yeah. They're Can going to the that? concert, yeah. they're trying to local food, the drinks, <clears throat> checking out the nightlife, and then okay. they fall in love and, and just want to go back and, and plant roots. I love it. All right, so they also noted the top city that Swifties want to move to after the show. What do you think that one would be? Nashville. No, that's a good, really? good guess. Pretty good guess, though. Houston, Texas seems wow. to be the favorite with 45% of Swifties wanting to relocate there. So the Swift effect is real. Wow. Awesome. There's awesome. a lot of Swifties. 45% would fill Houston. I would imagine so. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump into some real estate trends. I know you are a trendsetter, a trendy guy, uh, judged by those Nikes. What do we got rocking and rolling for 2024's? Interior home trends, John. What uh, what do you think are some of the top things these interior designers are calling for in the upcoming year? I think the white kitchens may be going away. I just put in a white kitchen. Did you? I did. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Might have been a mistake. <laughs> I'm going to go with the timeless uh, look. Maybe That's it. Things got to come back. I mean, if That's I give it, it long enough, it's going to be That's back it. in style before yeah, we know. Maybe for, not for 2024. But no, leave it 40 or 50 years. I'm sure it'll come back. All right, cool. Yeah. Long so, you know? all right, let's pull this article up from Vogue. Give me some clues here. I, I heard you subscribe to Vogue, John. Browns. Browns. Browns, browns, browns are in. Browns are in. Browns are in. Dark wood. We, we never should have left Greenwich Ave. We had a live audience, by the way, over there on the other side. And Phil is uh, just, oh, I'm man. sure he's so happy listening. Greenwich Ave. Greenwich Ave Brown, though. No, Greenwich Ave is our old office for anybody who doesn't know. And it was covered in 1970s wood paneling. Some brown, some painted blue. Mostly brown. Yeah. It was a very brown office. Was there yeah. green? 
Was there a green carpet? There was a yeah, it was a very, very dated piece of property. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it served us well for many, many Absolutely. years. Forty years, I think, yeah. or so. You don't have a mic over there, Phil, so let's uh <laughs> keep you off to the sideline. This is a, a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so um <laughs> love there's you. only Absolutely there's love two you. people shooting the shh <laughs> shooting the shh off to the side right now. <laughs> cool. All right, so interior trends. Let's take a look. Um, I was hoping there'd be like bullet points. What's in quiet luxury? Oh, tell I think me this more is like quiet luxury. I think this is like a succession thing, actually. Okay. To be quite honest, I didn't really dive into this article. Into it does say succession right there. Um, I know um, Kendall Roy was big. They were saying he was a role model. Is that the right or a? Can't imagine Not a that's role true. model, but I mean, anyway, he set the trend. He was for, a trendsetter. Yes, he was for uh, quiet luxury, okay. and I guess it's high quality goods, but yet not screaming like logos and stuff like he that. He had on a plain baseball hat. He did. He yeah. did. So sophisticated brands, da, 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 quiet luxury. That is the top trend. Next one is mono rooms. Tone on. We should have Steph jump in as a guest because she is. Uh, this is right up her alley, anyway. Uh, but anyway, mono rooms, tone on tone decor, something so elevated and fun about layering a single hue within a space. No commentary. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this section. Uh, we'll, Maybe next we'll, time we'll see if it makes the edit. We'll see if it makes. Prepare and share this info <laughs> in advance <laughs> next time. Uh, Nate did share it actually, and you just didn't look at it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there were links. <laughs> okay. Uh, fashion colors as home colors. Brown's going to have a major moment. Kind of hit on that. Vintage lighting. Brown. Interesting. Yeah, big brown. I'm not sure how I feel about brown no? inside. There's no. Nice brown. Yeah, there are nice yeah. browns. A lot of nice browns yeah. out there. Um, you know, I think you need to think outside the box. Oh, I think outside the box. Okay. We'll, we'll see how it goes. China pantries. China pantries. It's a contemporary take on a butler pantry for spaces to display and store flatware in China. Stripes are big, uh, apparently. Check out uh, that. Vertical stripes on this bathroom. Yeah. Uh, absolutely stunning. Um, big zebra tub. It is a big. Imagine trying to wash a zebra in that tub. <laughs> 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 stripes are in uh, glass bricks uh, also I in. I like that. In the color yellow, our old company color before the <laughs> amazing rebrand with a 1,000 watt. Uh, but yellow is in for 2024. A rebrand was a good call. A rebrand was yeah. a good call. It was. They did Outstanding work. If anybody in the real estate space happens to be listening to this and is looking for a recommendation on a company to handle uh, not just a rebrand, but an entire marketing message, mm-hmm. finding out more about who you are, Thousand Watt is the company to do it. Absolutely amazing experience. Would 100%. recommend them 110%. I'd recommend them. They designed that <coughs> wallpaper right behind they you. Did. Yeah. They did. They uh, did. Marble accessories also in. Dark wood, paneled walls. Oh, oh my man. goodness, look at that. Granite Jab. That's a little nicer than Granite Jab. That's kind of like nicer. the rustic barn yep. type look. Uh, I thought that was kind of going out. I do like that. Vogue says yep. it is back in. I'm a fan of that. Local makers and design. Love this. So you yep. can kind of find some local artisans here mm. in the Rhode Island area, some coastal driftwood, stuff Proud like that. Proud of you. You nailed artisans first try. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I had to slow down a bit, but we made it work. Uh, mixing textures. Uh, I mean, love with how people mix textures. Good stuff there. Silver accents, one-of-a-kind pieces, and that is going to wrap up all I feel like talking about when it comes to trends for 2024. What do you think about it? What's your favorite trend? What are you going to go home and and, and do to your lovely abode there up in Lincoln, Rhode Island? Uh, You know, this is probably going to be hard for you to believe, but uh, I might look into some modern wood paneling. Not Granite Shab wood paneling, like they had in this article. Okay. I'm going to go with a zebra tub. But, zebra uh, tub. No, I can't wait to see that zebra tub. <laughs> Love it. All right. Next topic, Providence Restaurant Week. JT, best course in dinner, first, second, or third course? I'm going to have to go with second. Okay. You know, I think the the main is probably the best, but, you know, I almost – Went with first. I thought you'd go third. I thought you were a sweet kind of guy. <laughs> I, I, I love me some chocolate you cake. No, you do. Yeah, yeah chocolate cake, yeah. you know, maybe a warm brownie and some ice cream. Okay. But, right. but you know, I, I almost went appetizers. I was thinking calamari. Calamari, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like okay. that. Yep. Um, but also, you know, steak, veal parm. I, th- I have to go with the main. Go with the main? Yeah. 
I'm going first course. Really? You know why? You get in, the setting's wonderful. You sit down, you're starting to feel like, all right, I'm going to have a good dinner. I got some good friends here. I got some good people. Maybe a little cocktail, appetizer. It just kicks it off. It's like, all right, now I'm feeling it. Now I'm going. You know, it's, I have it, to admit, you have me thinking now because you know what else is great about the that? first course? Yeah. You still have two more in front of you. Exactly. A lot of things to look forward to. Yeah. When the time you get to the third course, you're already kind of like, man, we're winding down this wonderful experience. And I gotta, I gotta go home. I go back to work. I got the Sunday scaries, whatever it might Maybe be. Maybe you had you too know? much in the first two courses, so you feel like falling asleep on the table. Exactly, your eyes were bigger than your stomach. Definitely, I'm a first course guy. But I love uh, the top two. I think the power rankings are exactly how they fall on the plate. One, two, three. All right. Providence Restaurant Week is a uh, local event where lovely Rhode Islanders can take advantage of some fantastic restaurants with a prefix menu uh, where they get to choose uh, three courses, typically. Uh, not always. No rule on that. Uh, everybody knows the rules. No rules. Um, and um, in regards to the three courses, I mean, they got a great meal at a great deal, typically a lower than retail type cost. Um, so I would definitely recommend they get out there and check out some restaurants. I know the old canteen is your favorite, right? Yeah, it's up there. I mean, just for restaurant me. weekend. In the show notes, yeah, I think Old Canteen was, <laughs> wow. All right. So, all right. That kind of wraps up a little bit of industry news, a little bit of local events. Let's talk about the year of 2023 in real estate, John. What did the year bring? What did it? What was your experience navigating the market of 2023? 2023 was a year that, to say the least, was constantly evolving. Uh, okay. We started the year coming off of a slowdown mm -hmm. in November and December Reason of 2022. Reason for that slowdown in 2022 was? Rates started to go up and buyers pulled back a bit. And then it was the second or third week of January and it just buyers came back with a bang. Okay. Um, and that really kept going until late October, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, for most of the year. Despite rates climbing, mm -hmm. um, you know, high sixes into the sevens, all the way through the sevens, mm -hmm. those buyers were still out in masses making multiple offers, um, sometimes waiving inspections, offering a appraisal language desirable to sellers. And it really took until rates hit about 8% in October where we saw those buyers pull back again. Uh, and we saw a bit of a slowdown through the end of a year again, even though the rates came back to the mid sixes by the end of the year. They did, yeah. So I would say you painted a much more optimistic picture, a much more rosy picture, rose-colored glasses, you know, Paul <laughs> McCartney, whatever you want to do, uh, of the 2023 year in review. So I would, I would challenge you a bit on that. I would say that I, I don't think buyers really came back with a bang. I think it was a good year. It still was a strong seller's market. So there were still much, many more buyers in the marketplace than there were sellers uh, for the majority for the whole year, uh, not for the majority year, the entire year. Um, but I would say that that the market crashed um, substantially. Oh, sure, in, did. in 2023, uh, just not in the way most people anticipate. Explain that to people listening, because yeah. some people would say crash. It didn't crash. It absolutely. 2000, 2008 was a crash, Nick. 2008 was a crash, John. And I agree with you, but explain to those who are listening. For sure. So the market crashed not in terms of value. And now the reason why it did not, I'm a strong believer, was simply supply and demand, as you mentioned. There's not enough homes in the market. However, the market did crash, and it crashed when it comes to total sales in the marketplace, the total number of transactions in the marketplace. We saw significant declines uh, when comparing 2023 with 2022. It was very reminiscent of 2008, 9, 10 years, somewhere in that range. We'll dive into the specifics, but I would say 2023, in, on a whole, strong seller's market, increasing prices, um, long story short, nowhere near as much activity in the marketplace. If you missed the mark on pricing, especially towards the end of the year, you were going to sit on the market for an extended period of time. But let's take a peek at these actual numbers here. So these are early numbers, uh, not officially reported by the Rhode Island Association of Realtors yet. These are just me being a complete data nerd, uh, exporting numbers and You're looking at a uh, huge data nerd. Very, very strange. Um, somehow I like doing that and also uh, actually interacting with people. I don't know how that's a, a common thing, but it's something that we'll, we'll make work. Anyway, median price. Uh, the median price is looking like it's going to come back in 2023 at 425. 425 median single family home price across all of Rhode Island 
and that is uh, in comparison to 402 in 2022. How about just five years ago? How much has that gone up in the last five years? <clears throat> All right, let's see. Uh, five years ago, we were looking, what, 2018? Yeah. Uh, median price in 2018 was $270,000. Quite an increase. It is quite an increase. We've seen the market take off like crazy. But the point to which I was uh, referencing total number of sales, mm -hmm. the total number of sales across round is looking to be right under 7,400 single family homes across the entire state. Wow. Last year, a little over 9,500 homes. Year before that, 11,500 single-family homes. Substantial drop. Substantial decreases. The last year we saw the total number of sales hover around 7,400 uh, was 2011. Uh, we saw 6,700 home sales in 2011, 6,800 plus uh, in 2010. These are approximate numbers. Mm -hmm. And a little bit over 7,700 in 2009. Uh, so these uh, total activity, total sales in the marketplace, very reminiscent of the 2007 to 2011 time period. So, yes, market has crashed. Mm -hmm. Values, not so much. Total sales, yes, 100% yeah. crash. Um, distressed properties, another reason why home values are probably not declining, um, is basically the distressed sales are, are practically non-existent. Yeah. Distressed sales came in 2023 at 131, and distress was in MLS, homes that were either a foreclosure, REO bank owned, uh, I should say, or a short sale. Mm -hmm. 131 this year, 80 last year, slight increase, but to put this into perspective, 2008, 9, 10, 2008 had 2,000 compared to 130 this year. 2009 had 2,600 compared to 130 this year. So absolute minuscule numbers. That makes sense. I mean, how many investors do we work with that would love to have a project right now and they just have nothing to choose from For sure. in that regard? Absolutely. You know, you're not seeing many foreclosures or short sales out there. No. I mean, I know a lot of the investors. I mean, certainly there are some out there that are a bit more aggressive than others and they're out there and they're finding uh, great deals and they're making it work. But I know a lot have kind of went to the sidelines, yeah, you know, absolutely. just kind of sitting out the market right now. Yeah. So. Uh, and let's look at average days on market that has steadily fallen uh, over the last handful of years. We came in at about 32 days uh, for single-family homes on the market. Uh, compare that to back in 08, 09, 2010, around 95 days. Wow. Big drop there. But very similar to last year, 31 days. Year before that, 34 days. That's where things are shaking out. Uh, but let's dive in a bit more. So let's look at uh, activity in the market, John. Single-family homes across the state of Rhode Island, all right? Okay. The total number of new listings. How do you think that compares to the year before? Down. Uh, it's a good guess. Yeah. Uh, yes, you are spot on. Uh, just over 20% reduction in new listings. How about total sales? We already said that that's way down, down about 22%. That makes sense. I would think that would follow the new listings. Yeah, new listings don't hit the market, they're not selling. Makes right. total sense in the world. sell it if it's not on the market. 100%. Smart guy. Well, that's not entirely true. Um, smart guy, you are. Awesome. I do think you're smart, so that is entirely true. Uh, Rhode Island condo stats new listings down about 14%. Wow. Total sales down almost 22%. Very similar to single family yeah. homes. Rhode Island multifamilies new listings down about 21% year over year. In total sales, big drop here, actually bigger than single families and condos. Multifamily home sales saw uh, just over a 28% drop in the total wow. number of sales. Why do you think that is? Uh, kind of in the way we talked about the multifamilies, there's fewer condos to choose from. Um, and condos, oftentimes someone's looking for something very specific. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a buyer right now that's specifically looking for a loft style condo. It's what sure. he wants. There's also a lot of empty nesters who are specifically looking for that one level condo with a garage, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they don't come up that often. So when you do, you get the bidding wars and that'll sure. drive the price up. And I think too, it goes back to affordability as well. I mean, condos, you know, the, the median sales price on a condo across the entire state was what, $65,000, $67,000 less mm -hmm. than a single family, you know? Mm -hmm. So just dollars and cents. I think people can, you know, get into home ownership period or get more bang for their buck and they've kind of pivoted to that route. So, all right. Multifamilies, sales prices, the average sales price saw an increase about 10.5%. Average sales price of over 508. The median sales price of about $470,000 for 
multifamily home sales up almost 12 percent gone up quite a bit over the last few years they have so condo and multi-market definitely outpacing the single family market on price gains so that is a quick look at the 2023 numbers any final thoughts here jt before we move along to some predictions for 2024 um no it was an interesting year in the market last year granted we still saw opportunities but Mm -hmm. a lot of people um i know some buyers out there had a hard time um, but I would just say for them, you know, keep your head up, keep your eyes peeled this year. I think there's going to be more opportunities and I'm excited to dive in. I agree. Uh, I think it was a tough year. I think it was a year that a lot of people in the business, uh, have never experienced before. Uh, I know even for yourself, for example, yeah. Canada came in and saw appreciating markets almost every year of your career. So, uh, I know I had to talk you off the ledge a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I came in kind of. <laughs> Things had already crashed when I came in, you know, yep. so I spent a lot of time. I felt like everything I showed was a foreclosure at first. But yep. We were we're working our way out of it. For sure. So it's definitely going to be a, ch- a changing market. Uh, experience counts and um, nothing we haven't seen before. That's for sure. So, all right, JT, ready for the last and final section of our inaugural podcast. Are you ready to take it home? Oh, so I'm, I'm ready to bring it home. Nick. All right, yes. let's bring it home. Yeah. Take me home tonight. I am not a singer, so let's cut that one out. Best uh, singer dude. in the basement, I thought. Uh, I mean, I don't have a lot of competition, or I didn't back then. Let's look at some 2024 market predictions. Now, I just put out a lengthy video mm-hmm. uh, in regards to some market predictions. Um, where do you want to start, John? You want to start with mortgage rates, sales? What do you want to lay out first? Let's start with your thoughts on rates because I think that may kind of set the tone sure. for what happens with with the prices. Awesome. So mortgage rates. Let's dive in. Definitely a key driver of the market, Absolutely. right? Uh, the days of that, you know, two point eight three percent mortgage, uh, unfortunately, are long gone. Uh, I don't yeah. foresee them coming back anytime soon. I would tend to agree. But let's look at some of the leading industry players' mortgage rate projections. Mm-hmm. The National Association of Realtors anticipates rates to average around 6.3 to 6.5% in 2024. Mm -hmm. That's what NAR is predicting. Um, Let's see what else we can find here. Ryan Serhant, million-dollar listing. I know you are a Ryan Serhant fanboy. Big fan. Can't blame you for that. Smart guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, He expects rates to stabilize. His tweet, is it still called a tweet or is it called X? Uh, X? I'm still calling it a tweet. Okay, well, his X, his tweet, uh, indicated that he believes interest rates will actually stabilize in all caps. Didn't need to yell that, Ryan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think interest rates are going to plummet. But if unemployment stays low, the Fed will keep interest rates stable. That's Ryan's take on interest rates. Fair take. Fannie Mae foresees further moderation in mortgage rates, contributing to a slight uptick in sales for 2024. little teaser there for an upcoming section. Uh, let's see. Redfin's analysis reveals that mortgage payments have hit an eight-month low. And this downtrend in mortgage rates is projected to stabilize and persist into 2024. So, Realtor.com, last one I've got here, predicting rates will hover in the mid-six range. What's your take, John? What do we got out of all those leading players? Um, they all seem to be, you know, low sixes, mid-sixes. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can end the year somewhere right around six. Okay. My goodness, if we could see even a five- even if it's five nine nine, put a five in front of it. Let's yeah. go. Even yeah. if it's a five nine nine, I'll okay. take it. You okay. know, I think that would solve a lot of problems for this market. Yeah, I've read studies before that uh, five and a half is like kind of that key number. Where, I mean, boy, if, if if rates were at five and a half, can you imagine the competition that would come back, or the or the the foot traffic that would come back to the real estate market? So recently, John, there was a study from BlackRock that came out that said for every one percent drop in mortgage rates, five million more buyers come back into the market. A lot of buyers, a ton of buyers, yeah. ton more competition. So that's what I think a lot of people aren't seeing. And here's my prediction: I think rates will hover low sixes. I don't think we're going to see a five handle. I hope mm-hmm. I'm wrong on that Fair one. Enough. With that being said, I think buyers have a window of time between now, let's call it the end of Q1. Mm-hmm to capitalize on the recent mortgage rate drop. So rates drop before Christmas to around 6667. Uh right now as we are recording this on January 9th, Mortgage News Daily is calling is is indicating the average rate for today is 6.8%. If we see rates trickle down to the mid to low sixes, buyers will face such 
intense competition, mm-hmm. reminiscent of the 2021 days that they'll have wished they bought in the fourth quarter of 2023 or Q1 of 2024. So I think there's a window of time where they will face less competition. They won't have to do all these crazy things like waiving inspections. Not that you ever have to, but, uh, you know, we're just, don't advise it. Don't advise it. We don't agree with it. There's other ways to amend that language that makes it attractive. But I think buyers have a window. I think they got to capitalize. And I think that that time is ongoing right now. I agree 100%. What we really need is rates to hit a point where people decide, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I, w- I really want to move up to my dream home or it's time I need to move for whatever reason it is. And they're willing to give up that, that two and three quarters, that 3% rate that they're locked into from a refi um, and put their home on the market. That's what we, we really need and I'm hopeful for this year. What do you make, John, of marry the house, date the rate? Ugh. Don't like it, Nick. Okay. Nick. Why? You know, marry the house, date the rate. What if rates don't change? How long are you comfortable? Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's risky business. For sure. I think um, someone should purchase a home if they're comfortable and know that if you're comfortable today and rates go down, that's great. You know, so many people are saying, I'm going to wait for rates to go down, you know, and everyone's screaming, oh, marry the house, date the rate. You know, the real response to that is, are you comfortable today? Mm-hmm. If you're not comfortable today, don't do it. Yeah. Or find something that you are comfortable with. But at the same time, I wouldn't strictly wait to buy until rates come down. Because as you were just saying, that's going to create immense competition. Never mind, values went up 6% last year. Bingo. So if you can lock into a price now, being that you're comfortable with the rate, know that if rates go up and values go up, as values will typically appreciate in time, you've got yourself in at a really good time. If rates happen to go down, then you secured a good price and you could always refi. But the key is making sure you're comfortable today. Great advice, JT. Absolutely love it. All right, we're moving on now from mortgage rates to home sales. Let's turn our attention to this. We've already touched upon what happened here in Rhode Island, but let's look at more of a national level, what some of these leading industry players are calling for for predictions. Uh, NAR, the National Association of Realtors, is calling for a strong comeback and a substantial 13.5% increase in existing home sales, complemented by a significant 19% boost in new home sales. I know we don't see a ton of new construction mm-hmm. here in Rhode Island, John, but still a 13.5% increase in existing home sales. I think they are the most bullish mm-hmm. of all of the leading industry players on calling for that big of a jump in home sales. And I, for one, hope they're right. Oh, I, I really <laughs> hope they're right as well. That's for sure. I hope uh, our, our buddy Lawrence mm-hmm. Yoon is uh, spot on on that yeah. one. So uh, I know he's a brilliant guy. Smart so guy. I'm, uh, I'm going to lead with his uh, predictions. That's for sure. So, all right. Existing home sales, NAR, 13.5%. Uh, Fannie Mae, uh, let's see what they had to say. They forecasted a gradual recovery. Acknowledging familiar challenges, many of which we've already touched upon. Unaffordability. Uh, homeowners cling to low-rate mortgages. What do you call that? Yeah. What do you call that? What? John was not listening to me. <laughs> homeowners clinging to low-rate mortgages. What do we call that? That's the lock-in effect, John. That's what they call it out there. Uh, the scarcity you know, I, of... I reading. <laughs> you got um, all right. So uh, anyway, the scarcity of available homes. Inventory also low. All right, uh, so that's that's where Fannie Mae is. They are only calling for a, a marginal increase. Oh, it's right there on the screen. Uh, I was behind. Very you. marginal increase. Uh, let's see here. Realtor.com, gave okay, it with the little Boston accent there, presents a somewhat subdued outlook. They expect home sales to just slightly surpass the record low of 2023. So just a minor little uptick there, with projections mm. hovering just over four million total sales across the entire United States of America. Um, All right, moving on. Redfin, they believe they were going to see a 5% increase in home sales in 2024. They believe there will be improved affordability with lower mortgage rates and an uptick in home listings. This marks a stark contrast to trends observed in 2023, hinting at a dynamic shift in the market. 
Ivy Zellman, I know she's often one of the more bearish, the most bearish um, ec- economists. Is she an economist? I'm not sure. I believe so. But maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Predicting a flat housing market in 2024 uh, with a slight downturn in new home sales. She points to an aging population and increased vacancies. Uh, but she does think 2025 will see a 7% increase, Ivy Zellman says. So that's where everyone's shaken out in 2024. What do you predict, John? We had 7,500 and change, 7,400 yeah. and change, single-family home sales. We had 9,500 last year. Give me a number. Let's set a little first bet. We'll get it on the, the, the big board here. What do we got? Yeah, I think we're probably going to be somewhere in between. I'm going to go with... 8,400. 8,400 is the over/under. You're taking the over or the under. Oh man, that's my line. You let me set the line. Now I have to set the line at 8,401. You can take the under. I'm gonna go with the over. Okay. All right. I'll I'll go under just to be contrarian here. So first bet of the uh, shooting the the SHT uh, podcast is over/under on total sales at 8,401. Taking the under. I hope I'm wrong. And JT taking the over. Over, over, over. All right. Uh, I, I killed it on the unders this week, actually. So uh, I'm going to hope it. That A little sports book action there. <laughs> uh, legal now. Um, so <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to home values. Uh, in regards to home values here uh, across our great nation, um, Zillow. What do you think Zillow says about home values? What do they see happening with home values? Let's take a little guess. What do you got? Well, I won't cheat. I won't look, but I suspect Zillow is going to say home values will increase. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going to stop you there. You're wrong. There's I'm no wrong. increase. Um, so no Zillow increase. home values are going to decline. They called for a slight 0.2% dip wow. in values. I'm glad you watched the video I put out last week. Do you think week. they're going to be right? Um... I think you know real estate is always going to be local. Mm-hmm. There are pocket pockets of the country. Um, there are pockets of Rhode Island. There are pockets of Warwick. There are pockets of any city or town where home values will increase, and there are pockets where home values will decrease. So give me two predictions. Give me national and give me Rhode Island. National, I'm going to say, is pretty flat. Can I get like a half a point buffer? No. Uh, no? No. I, I got to nail the decimal point? Yeah. It's absolutely unheard of. Hey, you, I mean, you gave me a line. All right. Um... So if you set the line at zero, zero point zero zero, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say over. I just don't see the dynamics of there. I think we have a shortage of housing. I'm gonna go over. I think Zillow's wrong. Love Zillow. All right, um, All right. not, not throwing right them out. Zillow's but, wrong. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna say they're they're dramatically wrong, but I think. In general, I'm going to call for a, little, a slight uptick in values if they're calling for a slight we'll send dip. Send this to our friends at Zillow. So okay. Uh, what in it, Rhode Island. Rhode Island, I definitely think home values are going up. I agree. Uh, there's 730 and change homes on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, a balanced normal market. We, we typically see four to 6,000 mm-hmm. homes on the market. I know back in 2008, 9, 10, we were seeing over eight, 9,000 homes on the market. Uh, right now, we just have such an undersupply of homes available. That yes, home values, in my opinion, definitely going up in 2024. Agree. Cool. Love it. On the same page there. All right. Fannie Mae, uh, they are observing a rebound in home prices from the mild declines of late 2022. Their forecast anticipates increase in values followed by a period of mild declines thereafter. Realtor.com, they are even more pessimistic than Zillow. They take a more cautious stance, predicting a 1.7% decrease in home values for 2024. Wow. Almost 2% decrease in 2024. This decline, coupled with lower mortgage rates, could contribute to making housing more affordable. That would certainly happen with a 2% decrease in home prices. Think they're they're spot on. I mean, we've kind of already you already gave your prediction. I so don't. We're I think they're going to be up. I okay. don't think nationally. I don't think it's going to be up drastically, but I do think it's going to be in the green. Okay. Redfin. Redfin is projecting a one percent year over year decrease in home prices during the second and third quarters of 2024. This would mark the first significant price drop since 2012. Redfin calling for a decrease as well. Apparently, we're the only optimists in the world. Uh, Ryan Serhant, what does our boy Ryan say there? Ryan, sounds crazy, right? The lack of inventory is going to continue, and it's going to keep prices high and growing. Ryan Serhant, thinking prices will continue to appreciate 
2024. So us and the million dollar listing megastar, obviously the smartest people in the room. Great minds think alike, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we are not economists, just local realtors <laughs> with a heavy dose of optimism. Um, so let's see. As the economy continues to do well, inventory stays locked. Demand is going to continue to outpace supply. I believe Ryan and us are on the same page there. And he does also point out if interest rates do come down, mm-hmm. if you think prices are high now. Look out. Just get ready, he says. Couldn't agree with them more. Yeah. NAR, National Association of Realtors, forecasts a modest increase in home prices, just under 1%. So the slight rise indicates a market that is optimistic. I agree with them. Bright MLS, uh, one of the biggest MLSs in the country, projects a 1.5% increase in home prices. Altos Research, a lovely report that we get from Altos Research every Monday. They are suggesting potential declines in 2024. And uh, I believe that wraps up our predictions or the industry insights on home prices. Let's get a little uh, second bet on the line here. We talked about prices. You You set the line. You didn't want to take the decline nationally. I wanted to take an increase. Let's go Rhode Island. So we both agree prices are going up nationally slightly. Slightly. All right. Give me a line for Rhode Island. I'm going to say, and I get to pick first, right? Because you picked first on total sales. Sure. Set your line and... and I'm going to say 2.5%. Okay. I'm going to go over. You're going to take over 2.5% in Rhode Island. Yeah. Are we good? I, I tend to agree with you, but I will take the under. All right. Let's roll. 2024 house price forecast. That's where they're shaking out. Many in the green. NAR, Goldman Sachs, HPES, Freddie Mac, Fannie May, MBA, lots of letters. And uh, we got two in the red, Zillow and Realtor.com. That wraps it up. So I think we got to touch upon our predictions. Any other final predictions for the ro- local or national real estate market in 2024? JT, what do we got? Hit me. Take me home. Uh, just overall, I think we're going to see more transactions. Hopefully, okay. rates lower. Um, you know, closer to the to the even six mark by the end of the year. Um, so I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great year. Okay. Um, let's get into some other predictions this week before any news breaks. What's going to happen with Bill Belichick? Wow. Uh, Bill Belichick is going to be retained. You think he's going to stay? I think he's going to stay with less responsibility. Not saying I agree with it, although he is the greatest coach of all time. Uh, but I'm going to say Bill Belichick retains coaching duties with a new GM. Okay. Any ideas on who that GM might be? No. Uh, what's your call on Bill Belichick? I'm fearful that you might be right, but I'm going to go with he's gone. He's out of here. Rayroll Clean house. Right? Start fresh. Mm. Maybe Vrabel. I'd say he's probably the betting favorite okay. uh, with no Bill. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say Bill goes. I think Bill needs to go. Okay. I am in favor of that option. Okay, one final critical question. Uh, total hypothetical situations. You have to choose one. Okay. Only these two scenarios exist. First one, you are walking in the woods alone. Maybe Alaska, something like that. You're walking. Is you're hiking. Snow on the uh, maybe three inches or so of snow, okay. maybe a slight, you know, covering, okay. uh, a little crunchy, you know, maybe if it froze over a little bit, thawed and froze. Uh, so you're in Alaska, you're walking around the corner, you're looking at this beautiful view. All of a sudden, you come ac- upon a large grizzly bear. Okay? Fantastic grizzly bear. Okay, that's your first hypothetical situation. Okay. Second hypothetical situation is you are out on the Cape, you know, maybe you're hanging out with your family. You uh, decide to go for a swim. It's very hot. It's like 95 degrees and humid. Okay. And you're like, I got to cool off. You go in the water. You know, you're staying at Chatham Bars Inn because you're bougie. And you go in the water. And you are all alone, 75 yards from shore, and come across a great white shark. 75 yards? That's not that far. To be alone with a shark? 50 yards off the shore. It's a little flip wedge. No big deal. It's half a football field. That's Yeah, it's a little nothing. I'm not. I'm not a golf ball getting flipped here. You're 25 yards. 50 yards in. You're 20. Doesn't matter how far you are off the shore. What is your scenario? You come across a great white shark. You taking the grizzly bear in the woods or the great white shark at Chatham Bars Inn? What is your, what is your choice? What is what? What do you choose and why? I'm going with the grizzly bear all day. Such a terrible answer. 50 here. You wanted to know why? Let me tell you why, Nicholas. If I'm 50 yards offshore Mm -hmm. with a great white shark. Okay. That thing can pull me under and have me for lunch, and I'm never even going to see the surface of the water again. Okay, let's let's or, stop real quick. Either scenario, if they want you dead, you're dead. I mean, like, well, there's, you know, okay, so right, which so, one do you have the better chance of surviving? 
a bear. No. So I'm all alone in the water. They can they can just pull me under and have me for lunch. Or even if they just decide to like toss me around and play with me, I'm 50 yards out and I don't know that I'm able to swim back in. If I'm in the woods with a grizzly bear, I can at least keep a tree between me and the grizzly bear. You think a grizzly bear is not going to just go around the tree and just I can, maul you? I can go around the tree too. Absolute no chance. <laughs> Absolute wrong you choice. Absolute wrong choice. It's a shark all day long because if you can maintain your composure, it's a big if. I totally get that. If you can maintain your composure and a shark is swimming at you, if you can maintain contact and either punch him in the nose or gently direct him, redirect him. I'm not talking ambush from underneath like Shark Week with a seal. I'm talking like it just swims up to you. And the same thing with a bear. I've seen bears run. Have you seen a, a grizzly bear run? Absolutely terrifying. I, I bet I a mean, great white can swim pretty fast. Too. Oh, 100%. Probably faster than you. Dead in either scenario, but a great white shark you're, is the only casual, answer. Casual, looking like you're almost in like a boxing class with how you're going to approach this great white. Well, I'm not sure it's going to be that cool. Let us know in the comments, <laughs> great white shark or grizzly bear. Grizzly bears all day. All right, John. Last question. I think I said last question three times now. You did. Rate our first podcast, 0 to 10. What do you got? I'm going to go with a 6.7. That's pretty low. Plenty of room for improvement. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you can always improve. I'm going to go 7.6. Okay. 7.6. Oh, a 6.7 and a 7.6. Look at us. We're just the exact opposite, except I'm optimistic. You're pessimistic. Oh, Thanks for tuning in <laughs> for the fi- uh, first episode of Shooting the sh- SHT, uh, brought to you by the Slocum Home Team. That's what SHT stands for. If you haven't quite figured that one out already, Slocum Home Team. Brought to you here from Rhode Island. We're excited to join you. Hopefully, we keep doing this. Thanks for tuning in. If you made it this far, can't thank you enough. Team Brown Bear. Team Shark. Thanks so much. Have a great day. That's a wrap on today's episode of Shooting the SHT. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. And if you enjoyed this content, please share it with others and leave us a rating and a review. Buying, selling, or want to connect with Nick and JT? Visit Slocum Home Team on Facebook and Instagram or slocumhometeam.com. We'll see you next time.